are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Tuesday. It is draft week, which means there's only two more days until the NFL draft is finally here. Thursday, we will be broadcasting live. Myself, Nick Winkler, and the guys from 4th and 9, Dylan DeSimone and Eric Crocker, all live in the house in San Francisco at Yancey's Saloon. We're going to be broadcasting on Facebook Live, so tune in there. The links are going to be on Facebook, on the Locked On 49ers page, on the 4th and 9 page, and also in all of our Twitter accounts. So that's where you can find the link when when it does go live there. Unfortunately, there's no early link that we can send out to you. And uh, if you're in San Francisco, want to come and hang out and have a beer or whatever and, and watch the draft with us, we will be at Yancey's Saloon. Come on down. We'll be there from 4 p.m. all the way through the first round. And if things go well, maybe we'll do it again on Friday for day two. I don't know. Got no plans for day two. It should be a lot of fun just watching the draft and doing a little shadow draft. And uh, it's going to be all kinds of fun. The 2018 draft is almost here. Tomorrow, Winky Wednesday, Nick will be selecting at pick number nine. They are The 49ers are on the clock now in the in the annual Locked On 49ers mock draft. And Nick Winkler is going to be the GM. I will be advising him. And it's an interesting draft board right now. I'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, in just a little bit, we're going to get into a mailbag segment here on the Tuesday show and do some more mailbag questions tomorrow. So keep those questions coming in either to me on Twitter at BD Peacock or email the show locked on 49ers at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, review the show. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We are everywhere. The first thing up, though, this is important business, John Lynch press conference. The pre-draft presser was on Monday, and he said some very interesting things. One, the most important pressing thing that's really kind of hovering over the organization right now is the Reuben Foster situation, and he was very clear about the 49ers' intentions as far as that goes. It's an ongoing legal process, and we're going to respect that. Um, I do have a couple of thoughts um, speaking for our organization and speaking for Jed and speaking for Kyle and speaking for the York family. Um, you know, I, as you guys all know and, and our release indicated, um, you know, we, we take the, uh, the gravity of, of, of uh, these charges um, has, has not been lost on us. We take it extremely seriously. Uh, we do feel like uh, patience uh, is uh, is the, is the right approach right now um, that uh, we're going to learn things through this legal process uh, but I do want to be very uh, clear, abundantly clear that if um, you know, if these charges are proven true if, if Ruben did indeed uh, hit this young lady he won't be a part of our organization going forward and that's kind of how it sounded like things were going to go. And it's nice to hear John Lynch say that. He's like, look, if this happened, if that's what the information says, he's gone. And that's the way they have to do it. And that's the way I felt they were going to be doing it. So now that he said that, that's out there. Uh, it's, you know, I understand how they, they, they want to wait it out and, and see, you know, the, the legal process, let it, let, it, let it run its course. And maybe they'll learn some new information, but man, it's a rough situation to just have that lingering out there. And, and you have to go forward. I've talked about it on the show recently. You have to go forward, at least into the draft this week, thinking maybe Reuben Foster is never going to be a 49er again. And, and anything Reuben Foster gives you from here on out is probably should be looked at as a bonus. So what does that leave you with? Brock Coyle, 
You've got Malcolm Smith coming off an ACL who a lot of people thought was overpaid to begin with. Not a lot of depth, not a lot of starting talent that you're really excited about going forward for the 49ers. So I would say linebacker is a pretty large need right now in the NFL draft. And if the right player is there, someone like Roquan Smith at pick number nine, you know, you're definitely a need factor and a player factor. If he's if he's that good, if you believe he's worth a top 10 pick. Oh, he, he would be an absolute slam dunk pick to me at pick number nine for all those reasons and none more than he's just a really, really good player. So moving on to those good players, how does John Lynch feel about the draft? Uh, he said that he thought there were 30 first round grades, uh, four of those quarterbacks and 30 uh, traditionally is a lot. I mean, you think you would think that year after year, a first round go- a grade, a quote unquote first round grade would be you know, normalized for 32 players because that's how many players go in the first round every single year. But the teams don't really do that. And when you see people talk about evaluations, it's always like, oh, we have 20 first round grades. And it's always a very low number. There's always less first round grades than first round picks generally. But a 30 is actually pretty high. Usually it's closer to 20. So maybe that means the 49ers uh, have one of those guys or two of those guys or three of those guys that start to fall into the second round I'm thinking that's kind of, to me, signals a potential move up from number 59 into the 30s and grabbing one of those last guys that they think is a first-round caliber player that falls into round two. And he also said that he thought there was 12 elite players, 12 Pro Bowl caliber players. Now, does that count any or all of those four quarterbacks? I don't know, but if it does, that would pretty much go hand-in-hand with uh, what my personal... Big board is at LockedOn49ers.com. What have we heard from Chris Ballard, Colts GM, last week? He said there was eight elite non-quarterbacks that the team was going to be looking at there. So if you, and this is, I mean, just it lines up perfectly to to what I've been thinking and how this looks like it's going. I think we have a pretty good idea of who the, the top players are in this draft and how teams are looking at them. You know, maybe those eight Elite non-quarterbacks are different than than some of the 12 Pro Bowl caliber players that John Lynch is, is talking about here and looking at. It might be you know one or two that are different. You swap in and out. But uh, I had seven guys in my top two tiers for the 49ers. I did not include Saquon Barkley in that, but I'm guessing Saquon Barkley is included in most of those rankings. So that, that would seem to match up. And so that would mean if the 49ers move back to, say, pick 12, and four of those are quarterbacks in their elite group, then you're guaranteed to have one of those players. So... A small move back makes a lot of sense. A larger move back, you'd still be in those 30 first-round grades area, but you wouldn't have one of those elite talents. And I think the 49ers picking at number nine want to stay in an area where they can get one of those Pro Bowl caliber players. Okay, it's that time. Let's dip into the Locked On 49ers mailbag. I'm going to start on Facebook this Message is from Jeff. He says, great podcast. Really enjoy listening to it on my way to work. Thank you very much, Jeff. I appreciate that. In your opinion, what is the game to see live this year? Backstory, I'm trying to see as many stadiums as possible. Already been to Candlestick, Levi's, Lambeau, Ford Field, New Era Field, Gillette Stadium, Sports Authority at Mile High, and Nissan Stadium. And that is Jeff. He says, Niner fan in the 603 which is New Hampshire. He said, yes, it's a state. Okay, New Hampshire. Give them credit for being a state. Good on you, New Hampshire. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for the email, Jeff. So if you're looking for a new stadium you haven't been to, looking at 49ers games on the road, you said you've been to Lambeau. 
Niners going to play the Packers week six. That would be a good one. Uh, the new stadium in L.A. is not ready, so that wouldn't be one. Um, yeah, I would say week one. I mean, it'd probably be a hard ticket, but the Vikings are a very good football team. They got a new stadium going on over there in Minnesota. That would be one that would be interesting. Or Arrowhead in Kansas City week three. Just looking at these uh, these stadiums and these games, how they're working out, I would say those would be the, the road games to see and see how that 49ers team looks early in the year. Oh, yeah, and speaking of the 603 in New Hampshire, this goes to Lee as well, who hit me up on Facebook. He said, shout out to the East Coast diehards. So definitely got a shout out to all you East Coast 49ers fans. Always great to hear from 49ers fans all over the globe. So let's let's go even further than the East Coast and go to Afghanistan, which is a place I have not gotten an email message from. And this is not really a question, but I just do want to say hi to Tim, who said, great job with the podcast. It gives me a break from my 12-hour days here in Kabul, Afghanistan. Big 49ers fan since they drafted Joe in the late 70s, showing my age. That's okay. There's some old 49ers fans. And then that's uh, that's the Niner Empire, the faithful from way back, right? So, yeah, he remembers when they drafted Joe Montana. So shout out to Joe in Afghanistan, or shout out to Tim in Afghanistan. Shout out to Joe Montana too. I'm sure he's listening to the show. Let's go to a couple similar questions here. One is from Basilio, who's a frequent emailer. He says, based on some rumors, a couple of teams in the top five look like they may be passing on quarterbacks, Giants and Broncos, which makes it a great chance that there will be high caliber quarterback at pick nine. Pats are calling and they're offering two first-rounders for our nine. Do you think Lynch will return the solid uh, they gave us in the Garoppolo trade? I'm prone to think so if the pass rushers go early. Talking about Bradley Chubb and Harold Landry. And then a question from Captain Wesley Taylor. He says, hey, Brian, first off, love the podcast. Thank you very much, Wesley. I've been following for the last few weeks. Thanks for the exceptional content, by the way. Wish I lived on the West Coast to enjoy that pizza for next week's draft party. Yes, I wish you could, too. Come and join some pizza and uh, talk draft and watch the draft live. We're going to be there on Thursday at at Yancey Saloon. It's going to be a lot of fun. But you can still check in on Facebook Live, hopefully. Uh, My question is, do you think the 49ers would trade number nine for the Patriots' two first-round draft picks, especially with the latest Tom Brady speculation? And uh, which picks would the Niners pick up or would you like to see so the the value is there if you're talking about the Patriots trading up to pick number nine they have pick number 23 that they got from the Rams for Brandon Cooks and they have pick number 31 as being runner-up in the Super Bowl and the value if you look at the old trade chart matches up perfectly 23 and 31 to move up to pick nine so the quarterback they would want I think that's the only position I could see the pay I still have my doubts they would trade up that far but it would have to be for that that future franchise quarterback and I think the 49ers would have to listen and potentially would return the favor and get the Patriots their own quarterback for moving up. And there would be nearly guaranteed to have, you know, uh, John Lynch's 30 first-round players. I mean, unless they went in order 1 through 30 and they were sitting there at 31 and all those guys were gone. But it's a good chance uh, that, that, that they would get two of John Lynch's first-round prospects at 23 and 31. So that makes some sense when you when you put those two angles together. Um. But I think the trade action is going to happen before the 49ers pick at number nine. I think whether it's the Bills or the Cardinals or you know Chargers, whoever else trades up, I think they can get in front of the 49ers. And I think four quarterbacks are going to be gone before pick number nine. I'd be surprised if Josh Rosen, who is the latest uh, rumored to be falling a little bit and the player that supposedly 
the uh, Patriots really like, I'd be really surprised if he is actually sitting there at pick number nine. But if he is sitting there, it might be a situation where, yeah, man, all the players we really like for the 49ers, if you're John Lynch, are kind of gone right there. So then it starts to make more sense to trade down. And there's a chance that maybe someone like Roquan Smith or Harold Landry starts to fall a little bit into the teens, into the mid to late teens. And then you can move back up from 23 and give up, say, a third rounder or something and, and still have that extra first and nab one of the guys you would have taken at number nine anyway. So there's a lot of things you can do with movement once you move back first. You can come back up from the second round. You can still come back up from one of those extra first round picks that you got. So I would definitely say it's a possibility. I see the, I'd see i say the least likely part of that is that the Patriots actually trade up because they just it's not their MO. It's not something they usually do. Okay, where are we at? I do want to save some of these questions, some more good ones here for the Winky Wednesday podcast. I'm going to go to Solman, who has two questions. One of them was that same question about that Patriots trade. A lot of smoke there. A lot of people are, are eyeballing those two late first rounders, and it is fun to have multiple first rounders. I do agree with that. Um, I didn't really ask answer what players I would like to take there. Um, I know Dylan DeSimone, when we did our Facebook Live last Thursday, he talked about a scenario where the 49ers would draft an offensive lineman, say Isaiah Wynn with one of those picks, and then Isaiah Oliver, a pair of Isaiahs. You know, Isaiah Oliver, a cornerback, who's a great fit for the 49ers. That would be something that makes a lot of sense with those two picks. Um, you know, Connor Williams is another player I like for the 49ers because he could be a starting caliber guard and a future left tackle or right tackle for the 49ers. So, um, yeah, offensive line, um, maybe another linebacker like Ruben Foster's old teammate, Rashad Evans from Alabama. He would be a late round first, late first round player, a uh, Leighton Vander Esch, another late round linebacker, uh, not much in the way of pass rushers. I would want to take right there. So a cornerback offensive line, maybe linebacker would be spots to target in late round one. Uh, Solman's second question is with those picks, I would think, Marcus Davenport and Cortland Sutton. Yeah, Cortland Sutton's another one, too. I like Cortland Sutton late in the first round. If he's there at 31, I'd have no problem. Marcus Davenport I don't love, but I don't love him at number nine. I get the intrigue and swinging for the fences. Very boomer bust player late in the first round. Makes more sense. Would prefer him in the second round. But those are a couple names I could could get with. Um, He says, I know you think Davenport has high bust potential, but the more I watch the tape, the more I see Javon Kirst-type player. Given the right coaching, he could excel. Sutton reminds me of J.J. Stokes. Thoughts? Oof. No. J.J. Uh, Stokes, his whole thing was that he couldn't move. He couldn't separate at all. Um, size-wise, Cortland Sutton is there, but Stokes was your, like, St- Stokes was, like, tight end athleticism at wide receiver, whereas Cortland Sutton does have quicks. He, he can separate a little bit, but he's just more raw as a pass catcher. Stokes had those great hands, and he was just, like, would post up and, you know, move the chains and, and instantly be tackled as soon as he caught the ball. I think there's more juice with Cortland Sutton. Uh, thank you for the question, Solman. Um, yeah, Javon Curse. That's that's rich for Davenport. I see more uh, Curse from someone like Harold Landry or even Tremaine Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, Davenport, when he wins, is almost like a power rush. He's a, he's athletic and fast, but he doesn't really move that great in short areas. So when he wins, he just was so much bigger, was like big brother bullying the little brother, and he would just go right through offensive tackles. And those were lower-level offensive tackles. I don't think he's going to do that as much in the pros. But there is some athleticism there and size and a lot of things to work with and long arms. So I get the intrigue. I just don't see the player yet with Davenport. That scares me quite a bit with a first-round pick. Let's move on to Twitter here. Uh, We've got Sean who wants to know, what's the chances Lynch pulls a bulky and selects a player at nine no one expected to be picked like A.J. Jenkins. (laughs) Um, 
I think something like that is more likely to happen late in the first round just because, like I mentioned before, a lot of teams have, say, 20 first-round players. And when you're picking late in the first round, you might not have your choice of players that have first-round grades. So now you're dipping into another bigger pool of players that are maybe day-two grade guys. So maybe you are taking someone who some teams have in the 100s and you have them at, say, 25 overall or something like that. Um, because there's a lot of flux, I think, once it gets past the main first guys and a lot of uh, a lot of teams. There's twenty. It's 32 teams with 32 different draft boards, and I know a lot of information is shared, and some of it is very similar. But some teams, I think, are probably way out there. And um, luckily, I mean, uh, hopefully, Lynch doesn't start pulling bulky moves because that would be a bad look. But picking at number nine, it would be hard for him to pick a player that's just so far out there like that that nobody is talking about. I mentioned Davenport as being that guy that worries me a little bit for the 49ers. Uh, but, you know, if they were to trade down or maybe in the second round, I could see something being a pick where he's someone that we just didn't have on the radar at all, especially with the way Kyle Shanahan scouts players. And he sometimes has a completely different idea than what the consensus is and what you're thinking about with draft media and how you think uh, the 49ers might be looking at players. Shanahan sees something he likes in a guy, envisions how he wants to use him, and I think that's where some shakeups might happen. All right, we're rolling here. I'm going to do one more. This tweet is from Steve. He's asking about Chubb and Nelson being gone. He says, assuming they are both gone, who would you like to see fall to the Niners at nine? I don't think we need a running back, but what circumstances would you take Barkley at nine? Love the podcast. Thank you very much, Steve. Oh, it'd be so hard. The, the, the Barkley scenario is almost what we're seeing right now with the Locked On 49ers mock draft. The players I would really, really want the 49ers to take at number nine are gone. Barkley, for a lot of teams, would be the number one overall talent right now. Uh, I don't see the need at running back. I, I love Barkley, and I love the talent. Uh, for a, here, Here's a hot take for you. I think Saquon Barkley might not be the best pure running back in the draft. I think maybe Darius Guys, Nick Chubb, some other guys might be pure, better runners, especially between the tackles. But Barkley actually might be the best receiver in this draft. If I'm just drafting a player to have the biggest impact at receiver, and this isn't a great wide receiver class, I might take Saquon Barkley for that role, for what he can do, his explosive ability and ability to move and be a receiver out of the backfield and maybe move around. So how's that for a hot take for you? But um, And in that regard, maybe he is more valuable than I'm giving him credit for because his value in the passing game is, is, is it overshadows his value as just a pure running back. But if he learns to be more decisive between the tackles and hit the holes and take what is blocked more often inside, uh, he could be just such a dynamic player and super fun. So if you're trying to have fun, if you're trying to play fantasy football, if you're playing Madden and you just want to have fun watching games, I mean, pick pick Saquon Barkley all day long. Just as far as purely winning games, I just running back in the top ten. I just it's it's just not the way I would ever build a roster. As fun as Barkley is, as explosive and as good of a prospect as he is, and equally good person, high character player as well. So I uh, like Saquon Barkley. It's not that I don't like him. It's just I don't like his position as much. Um, but I would say the scenario where Barkley would be considered would be a scenario where no, not many quarterbacks go at the top of the draft and nobody wants to trade up for him. And all the players you wanted are gone. So now you're into that third tier of players. Uh, it's a very unlikely scenario, but, it, you know, Slightly possible, and it's almost kind of what happened in the the Locked On 49ers annual mock draft that's going on right now. So we'll see what Nick Winkler does about that on tomorrow's show with Saquon Barkley there. Uh, Who do I want at nine? I think right now, uh, like you said, assuming Chubb and Nelson are gone, 
It's between Roquan Smith and Harold Landry for me. And I do like the two safety prospects in Derwin James and Minka Fitzpatrick. And I think overall as players, I would have them ahead of Harold Landry. But the positional scarcity and the value and the need for that edge, Leo, dynamic pass rusher, the speed rusher off the edge, Harold Landry fits that so well. And he's close enough. He's in that tier of players. Uh, I think you just got to swing for it. So I would draft Harold Landry over those two players. Uh, But for me, just ahead of Harold Landry would be Roquan Smith, just a flat-out stud. Uh, and he went at number eight in the in the locked on 49ers mock draft to the Bears. So just in front of the 49ers. But he's so good, so dynamic, such a great cover linebacker. He is the modern linebacker and he can blitz. So value on every down. And with what's going on with Reuben Foster, you just can't count him. So uh, to me, yeah, Roquan one and Harold Landry two. All right, going to stop it right there. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Be back tomorrow with the Big Time Winky Wednesday. And don't forget to tune in live on Facebook Live or come on down to Yancey Saloon on Thursday and join us for the first round of the draft and, and have a beer with us and have a good old time. All right, I will talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked On 49ers.